I want to do something before, before we get started with this uh, ritual of sermon first. Um, in Hebrew, it goes, Hine matov umanayim shevet achim gamiyachad, which in English, so I have it memorized verbatim in Hebrew, but in English it says, Behold how good and how pleasant it is for brothers to dwell together in unity. Hence, Communion. And, and the irony with most communion services that I'm involved with is there's usually a mass exodus, and, and it's at least communion-like as possible. But I want to do just, and I know it's interrupting the flow, but I want you to commune with somebody. I'm going to give you about a minute or 90 seconds, and I want you to find somebody you have not seen in the last month. That might be somebody totally new, and I want you to commune with them, and I want you to ask them, will the Bears have a winning season next year, this upcoming year? So ask them. That's your question for them. Will the Bears have a winning season this upcoming season? So please commune with somebody new. So as is our custom, sing with me here, and as you move towards your seats, oh come let us adore him, oh come let us adore him, oh come let us adore him Christ the Lord. Father, we praise you and give you honor and glory. Lord, you have made this day and how great it is. Lord, you said you made it for man and not man for the Sabbath. Father, we praise you and thank you for it. May we honor you this day and may we have the power of the Holy Spirit Speak through us, not just me, but through us as we engage with each other today. In the powerful name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. So Frank was giddy. He was so excited. I don't know if anybody had seen Frank so excited that the day was coming. Because he was going to have a special visitor this day. Frank was so excited, and Frank had some money, 
All right, so Frank had some money. He was so excited that he actually improved his house. He made a whole special solitary quarters. He added new bathrooms. Now, this is back in the 60s. So he added new telephones. He even put a helipad in this private section for his special visitor. And his special visitor, as you probably, if, if any of you know this story, his special visitor was the president of the United States of America. Now, this special visitor at that time, can anybody guess which president of? Kennedy. It was President Kennedy, right. President Kennedy was going to come to Frank's house, and there were other people that were friends of Frank that had said they had never seen him just this excited about something. It was Frank Sinatra. Frank Sinatra. So when, uh, what is his name, Peter, Law Peter Lawford, one of the other Rat Pack, talks about it. They, he says he couldn't believe that he was spending, and at this time, thousands and thousands of dollars for one visit. You know, a weekend, a glorified weekend, and he's spending, and nowadays we'd say millions. You put a helipad in your area, you spend millions. So he had spent what we would say millions of dollars for this visit, for John F. Kennedy to visit. Does anybody know what happened when JFK visited? He didn't visit. Does anybody know where he went instead? No, he didn't go to Dallas. <laughs> that was it. Um, he went to somebody else's house. Nope. <laughs> we will get to that in a second. He didn't go to Marilyn's house. I think that would have been a little too suspicious. He went to a guy named Bing Crosby. Does anybody know who Bing Crosby is? Now, Bing Crosby was a well-known Republican. Now, if you know... JFK was not a Republican. He was a Democrat. And this threw Frank Sinatra into a crazy tizzy. I mean, he went berserk. Because he was basically saying, I got you to the house. And I made a second White House on the West Coast for you. And you snubbed me? So Peter Lawford, in his testimony, he actually got grabbed by the neck by Frank Sinatra and thrown downstairs. He was so angry. Now, if you know the story, there's, there's controversy on why this actually happened. Some people believe that it happened because he had mob ties. You know, Frank Sinatra had mob ties, probably just like Rob, and uh, he had mob ties and... Kennedy, by the urging of his younger brother, Robert, was saying, you better back up from the mob because I'm going after him. And so he tried distancing himself from the mob. Others say that he, had, he wanted to have a special visit roundabout by a special person on the DL named Marilyn Monroe, and it was going to be easier through Bing Crosby. 
Um, we don't quite know why he didn't visit. But no matter what, the way that Kennedy saw the visit and the way that Sinatra saw the visit were two different things. One saw something sacred happening. This is once in a lifetime. Actually, it's not even once in a lifetime because none of you, I'm assuming, now I shouldn't make this assumption, but none of you will be visited by the President of the United States. Some of you would not like to be visited by the President either now or the President-elect, but no matter what, you don't have to worry because he's probably not visiting your house. But Frank Sinatra saw this as a sacred event. When JFK just said, eh, I can change my plans. It's just a common event. I'll visit you next time. Maybe when not the spotlight's on. Well, we know that that never happened. So here we are at communion, Sabbath. And I want to take you back to Exodus chapter 3. We're, we're not going to read out. That's not the text that we're going to read from. So, so just to refresh your memory, because I'm assuming most of you know the story here. It's the call of Moses. And Moses is out there, as he had been for 40 years, working with sheep. Come on, let's go. Don't go there. Eat that. No, don't eat that. Oh, there's a wolf. Come on. Okay. And all of a sudden, he sees there's a bush. It's on fire, but it's not on fire. And I'm assuming he approached. He's like, okay, what's going on? Halt. Take off your shoes. Whoa. Because where you're going to stand is sacred. It's set apart. Now, in our culture, for the most part, people don't like feet. You don't want to touch somebody's foot. You don't want feet anywhere near you. Actually, one time, uh, when Ann and I were first dating, we actually did, because we were in Michigan, and uh, we did this competition, not Anna, but her brother and some of her friends, we did a, uh, a grape stomping. We did a grape stomping competition. And I was under the impression, this is how you stop your grapes, you know? Well, we found out, we're lucky we weren't the first ones up because we would have looked so foolish going like this, you know? And Luckily, they, they, they really just, you know, it's, a, it's, so, it's teamwork, you know. The back guys in this big tub push it up and, and uh, smash the grapes, you know, the people near the filter up front. But we did wonder, if my feet are all in this, we talked about this before, you know, the guys and I were, what do they do with the wine, you know, or the grape juice? They drink that stuff? I mean, I mean you see... Wasn't there an I Love Lucy episode where she's stomping grapes? I mean, is that really how they used to do it? Do I want somebody's feet in my grape juice? We do not like the idea of feet. And if there's lint in it or something, you know, we just don't like the idea of feet. I can't believe I'm in. You will, 
as you get to know me, you will see what you see is what you get. And sometimes maybe transparent to a fault. But um, there was one time that I had bought Anna. <laughs> so I'm also a little frugal. So I had bought Anna a, a Groupon, of, a Groupon of a, a Manny Petty combo. Manny. Now this place, I didn't check out the place. I mean, I might have looked online or something. And, and this place was ghetto. So we go into this little strip mall, and uh, she's, she's like, thanks for buying this for me, but I am not getting a pedicure. I don't want somebody touching my feet. Um, so I said, well, we paid for the both. You know, you know, I paid for both. She said, well, why don't you get it? All right, I'll do it. So I said, I just, they're not painting my nails, okay? You're not painting my nails. So we did. And all they did is they gave me a, a chair like this. Actually, it, was, it wasn't like this. It was less comfortable than this. And they gave me a tub of warm, soapy water and just clipped my nails. I said, that's what a pedicure is? And my wife was like, no. She said, they're supposed to have like a massage chair. And any of you guys ever gotten pedicures? I'm saying guys as in all together, not guys, guys. You, can't, you admit it if you did, all right? Um, but is it supposed to be a little bit more luxurious than what I just got? Well, she was like, they did nothing for your feet. I mean, they might have smelled better. But, you know, feet are something in the Hebrew culture is different than what we have in our Western culture. Feet are a creation by the Lord. And what God is saying in this text is, I want what I created there, not what man has created. We are engaging here. And I am engaging with your feet. But we don't see it that way. It's very common. You know, it's, it's barely utilitarian. You know, it, I, I just need feet, but I don't like them. I have pretty nice feet, by the way. So... We go fast forward all the way to Luke, to the, to the text that Elder Joe read in Luke chapter 7. And we have a woman who shows up on the scene. And, and if you know the story, starting in verse 36, it says this. Am I in the right? Oh, I'm in Acts. Probably should learn my Bible. So starting in verse 36, it says this. Now one of the Pharisees was requesting him to dine with him, and he entered into the Pharisee's house and reclined at the table. Do you know who that Pharisee, what was his name? It was Simon, and he had a problem. What was his problem? He was a leper. Now... Here is the problem with this situation. In Hebrew culture, foot washing was not a common thing. You know, when we think of foot washing and, and they have the Last Supper, we, we think, well, it must have been common. This is our Western mind talking, and it was totally just to wash the junk off your foot. That's so not what biblical foot washing is. Normal people didn't have foot washing outside of their bathing situation. 
This was totally a luxury to honor somebody of import that was coming into your home. And you would do it only at banquets and at feasts or some kind of special occasion. Somebody special, the President of the United States has come into my house and I'm going to wash his feet. This wasn't regular. But Simon invites him, and he's, you know, I'm, I'm assuming he was sort of excited. He probably saw what Jesus had done previous. He said, hey, maybe he'll uh, sprinkle some dust on me. But then it says in verse 37, And there was a woman in the city who was a sinner, and when she learned that he was reclining at the table at the Pharisee's house, she brought an alabaster vial of perfume. And standing behind him at his feet... Weeping, she began to wet his feet with her tears and kept wiping them with the hair of her head and kissing his feet and anointing them with the perfume. Now when the Pharisee who had invited him saw this, he said to himself, man, if this man were a prophet, he would have known who, this, who and what sort of person this woman is and who is touching him. Because she's just a sinner. And Jesus answered him, Simon, I have something to say to you. And he replied, go ahead, say it. A moneylender had two debtors. One owed 500 denarii and the other 50. When they were unable to repay, he graciously forgave them both. So which of them will love him more? Simon answered and said, I suppose the one who forgave more. And he said to him, you have judged correctly. Now, he says to the, he turns to the woman and he says to Simon, so he's looking at the woman, but he's talking to Simon. He says, you see this woman? I entered your house. You gave me no water for my feet, but she has wet my feet with her tears and wiped them with her hair. You gave me no kiss, but she, since the time I came in, has not ceased to kiss my feet. You did, you did not anoint my head with oil, but she anointed my feet with perfume. For this reason I say to you, her sins, which are many, have been forgiven. For she loved much, but he who is forgiven little loves little. Then he said to her, your sins are forgiven. Do you see the way that she saw this occasion and the way that Simon saw this occasion were different? To her... This is the great banquet. And we have an honored guest here. So I will go above and beyond what is called the call of duty. The call of duty is that I wash and wipe his feet. But she gets the most expensive perfume. And we know this from, from Spirit of Prophecy that, that it's, it's believed that this is also the anointing that, will, that is uh, for his death and burial. But she says, my guest, it's not even her guest, is to be most honored. But Simon saw it like JFK. You know, I've had plenty of guests in here. Maybe I can get something. You scratch my back, I'll scratch yours kind of thing. I'll, I'll give you some honor if you heal this leprosy. But she just said, I want to honor you. 
So I will wash your feet with everything that I have. Now fast forward a little bit further to the actual Last Supper. To the disciples, do any of them step up to say this is a special sacred occasion? No. Yeah, we've done this. For the last, you know, it doesn't matter if they're 20 years old or how old they, the disciples. We have done this every year. We'll go through the ritual and we'll have another Passover next year. And he said, no, 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 no. We are at a sacred time. And this is a sacred event. And he does, he flops it. He says, I will honor you. Because if you understand Hebrew culture, the most sacred thing we have here on earth are people. This is why he did not speak you into existence. He says, I will get down and I will create you from the head all the way to the feet. So your feet are designed by the finger of God. Isn't that crazy to think? This bunion that's on my foot? I am designed all the way to my toenail by the finger of God. So when we do foot washing, it is sacred. I know I've, I've been there. I've done tons of foot washings. And we usually just sprinkle, sprinkle, wipe, wipe, pray, you know, maybe sing a song. But for today, I want you to remember, this is sacred. You are touching the same foot that the finger of the Lord touched to create. It is way better than a shoe, no matter how expensive your shoes are. That is what this ordinance is about. Now, if you read my email, a similar story to two people seeing things drastically different. It was about where my dad told me the story. Of the Beatles. My mom is a huge, well, I don't know, I wouldn't say is, was when we were younger, huge Beatles fan. I mean, actually, they were huge music fans. I mean, we have a box full of old records that I used to listen to. I used to love listening to the, to the Beatles and the Who and all these, you know, they have all these records. And my dad said, well, let me tell you something about the Beatles. I have a different opinion of the Beatles. When I was in my 20s, this is my dad speaking, when I was in my 20s, I remember the Beatles visiting the Philippines. And I remember on the news seeing where people were throwing things at them and spitting on them and, and, and not helping them all the way from the airport to, I mean, from the hotel to the airport. And, and he said, I, I want to tell you what happened. So they came in. They flew in, and they came, and they did these huge shows. You know, and, and the Beatles by 1966 were huge. Probably, I mean, 
you know that it was a John Lennon that said, he thinks we're bigger than who? Then, yeah, than Jesus. He thought he was bigger than Jesus at that time. So they come in and they do these two shows, which about 90,000 people go between these two shows. You know, this is in the 1960s. <sighs> you know, crazy fans. And the newly elected Ferdinand Marcos's wife, named Imelda, who is known for what? Her shoes, on your feet, yeah, her shoes. By the way, when they died, they were billionaires. When he ends up dying, it wasn't clean money. But he invited, well, she invited them to the palace in the sky, the presidential palace. What an honor to be invited to the presidential palace in the sky. And as the story goes, I had to sort of refresh on other historical uh, things, not on my dad's memory solely. But as the story goes, on the hotel room, you guys, get out. You're supposed to be there. You're supposed to be there. Who is it? You're supposed to be at the palace. What? They invited you. Don't you remember? The agent's freaking out. Every yeah, we're supposed to be there. Lock the door, comes Paul McCartney. Lock the door. We are not going. Well, what ends up happening is the local media, not the local media, the, the national media were called by Imelda Marcos to take pictures of kids crying. They wanted to meet the Beatles. Once in a lifetime thing. Again, not many people got to actually meet and eat dinner with the Beatles. Crying. And so what ended up happening? Because they were so powerful, military police escort, no longer. People that carry the luggage, no longer. People throwing stuff, now we're here. People totally turned their backs on the Beatles. And I, when you read the story, you, you really should read some of their testimony, like John Lennon's testimony, Ringo Starr's testimony about this. This was their last time, by choice, to the Philippines. And it's all because what they saw as eh, common was a sacred event for the president's wife. So what I want you to understand, my title is People Are Honorable, is that in this whole communion service, now I'm talking more specific to foot washing, this is a sacred event that you get to touch somebody's foot. And that actually, you are called, why he says, I want you to continue this, to honor people. Because we are sacred. I know we have trouble with that in our humbling things, but we, your, per, your fellow brother is sacred. And what does Jesus say? As much as you do unto them, you do unto me.
So if you are willing to honor somebody and wash their foot, it is the same as washing the foot of Christ. So as we do this service, remember that. Touch the foot of Jesus today. Let's pray. Father in heaven, we praise you and give honor and glory to you. I ask as we join in this service that it is not ritual, but it truly is communion where we are brought to the throne of grace where we can touch the foot of God. In Jesus Christ's name we pray, amen.